frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden, aka Chelsea Bob, and let's welcome your starting lineup. First, let's welcome a man who, while watching the Anelka, misunderstood, thought Nicholas had a bit of a Cockney accent, only to realise he was watching it with English dialogue over the top. It's <laughs> Thank you, picked up that accent for his time in England, mate. I am sitting there with Stephanie, I was going, Check that Cockney accent he's got. I'm going, he must have picked up Chelsea. I'm going, that's fucking well strong, man. And then I was about five minutes, oh, that's somebody talking to Tapia. Nicholas well. Anelka, the Frenchman with a Cockney accent, man. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what you don't know is it, they recorded it in French, but it was actually Nicholas Anelka doing the subtitle, doing the, the voiceover well, in English. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I can't be fucked with reading all that. I, I used to, back, used to, my younger days, I used to watch all these Japanese and Korean films and all that. With the subtitles, but I've not got the I've not got the patience for it anywhere. I can't even fucking. Listen, see if I want to read a buy a book. <laughs> Let's welcome a man who is lucky that the show hasn't been suspended after spending a day in Spain. Sorry, Chris, I'm getting mixed up with Born Go there, mate. It's Chris Toll. Right, but I mean, mate, like, do you know what? Do you know what I love? But you're not on Twitter these days, right? But see, was wasn't that long ago? Or the Celtic fans were called like Johnny Born Goalie and Mark Marky Boy Bahoy Born Goalie, but. There's none of them about it. No, it's all the Rangers fans. It's all the Rangers fans. <laughs> it's like Graham Stevely, Bowling Goalie. <laughs> Stephen Bowling Goalie, Purden. What's going on, mate? How are you? Stephen Purden Goalie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, uh, how's mate, Are you okay? I'm brand new. I'm brand new, but. I don't like you, mate. I don't believe you. Fuck's sake, man. Know what I mean? What are you, what are you meant to say about this? Get oh, that guy to fuck. Get that guy as far to fuck for Celtic as is humanly possible. Yeah. Get him to fucking East Coast Mariners or whatever the fuck they're called. Get him to the other side of the planet. That guy is a fucking rocket. Yeah. Rocket. Chris and producer John, I'm available for Celtic Daft this week as a guest. Bowling <laughs> <laughs> Golly's available as a guest now and all. <laughs> But I haven't met one Celtic fan that is near raging about this and they don't want to see him ever in a Celtic tap again. See, see if somebody went like that to, to use, right? I tell you what, lads, we'll give four games your start or three games your start at the start of the season. But Celtic get to make the games up. You would have took it, you'd have snatched the hands after it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Celtic, Celtic. Golly's actually went and done that himself for you. Right, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I would sack you, guy. Got, got, got to make an example of him, Stevie. Got to. Apart from that, he's all right. Aye, his family are sound in that, but he's all right. Can I ask a question, Chris? Can I ask you a question? What if it was Edward that had done it? No. It, does, it doesn't matter who it is. It's done it, John. It does. I was thinking this today. If it, if it was odds and Edward, I would. It would have been a... Here the thing is, Stevie, see if it was Austin Edward. Celtic go like that. Austin Edward's up for sale. Teams come in and pay money for him. Right? This guy's now fucking stealing it. He's stealing a wage off his Celtic because he's never going to see another first-team game. 
And I'll tell you something as well. See, when he comes on the pitch, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a crowd there if he gets booed off the Celtic fans. Because the guy has put their full season, not just... The guy has actually put the full of Scottish football's life at risk. Right? That's what he's done. Whether you want to sugarcoat it or not, people are thinking, oh, it's a laugh and a joke. But it's serious. Right? This guy, yeah, I'm sorry, he needs to go. He needs to go because he's a he's he's basically put ten in a row at risk, right? It's great his face, man. And John's like a wee win, getting caught doing some rang man. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> well, put put yourself put yourself in my position, right? Say it was fucking Barisic or something like that, right? Well, Barisic's a good player, but say it was. I don't know. Well, just any old Rangers player, right? I know it's hard to find a bad player, but as you know, mate, I know you're still going to be better. No, but they've done that. They say they've done that, though. Do you know? No, it's not that, right, Stevie. It's just I can't name a fucking Rangers player. Right? <laughs> no, say they've say they done that. Would you, not, would you not be saying the same thing? Well, mate, mate, 100%. What I'm laughing at here is just... I'm just laughing at your anger because it's... I'm glad it's no us in the fucking front pages for a change. Oh. But... If it was one of my, if it's one of the Rangers players, mate, I would be livid, man, livid, absolutely oh, furious. You're right. He, he, he's put right now the potential for Rangers to be eleven points or something like that in front of us by the next time we, we play. We could a game. be eleven points by next Saturday because we play Coma- Livingston on Sunday, Kilmarnock at Ibrox the following Saturday, and you don't kick off to half five at Tannadice. So if we win the two games. We protect, well, we will be 11 points ahead if we win the two games of yours. Right, out. so, not just that. What if you, if I had went like that, right, wait a minute, use me to quarantine or something like that now for a fortnight, and then we can't <laughs> play the Champions League game. Right, mm. and then they, by default, we get put out of Europe. Because you're this fucking Muppets need to go over to a fucking Ibiza hotel for a day. I don't fucking think so. I, I don't know how he's still contracted at Celtic. This is gro- gross, gross, gross misconduct and endangering the health and well-being of everybody involved in Scottish football. The guy should be shot out a fucking cannon. So, see, see if you bumped into a big bowler or no? Aye. Take a jaw clean off him? I, <laughs> I don't know, mate. He's a bit of a unit, isn't he? I think he'd fuck me right up. <laughs> you try to say Grado's not a unit? It's not that. I just wouldn't want to get within two metres of ball and golly, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this boy? Was that Albion a jetty or something for West Ham for four and a half million with Jinky and mate? I've not seen a lot of him, Stevie, to be honest, but I, I watched <laughs> as, as you do when you're linked to a player, you go and check the, the highlight reels. See, see, for somebody that's not that tall, he seems to be really good in the air. He uh, scores a lot of headers. Um, seems to be a centre of the, the penalty box striker, so I don't know why he's been signing. There's other rumours as well about other players, but we'll get to that later. Um, fingers crossed he hits the ground running because he he seems to be all right, and if he's scoring that amount of goals in, in the, Swiss, the Swiss League, then he, he should be all right here, shouldn't he? You know what I mean? I think he should, mate. Grad, would you have about the Rangers, man? Would you hey, hold on, because this has been doing my tits in all day, right? I've, I've been joking to tell you, right? Oh, fucking worst night ever last night, right? So right. I went up to my went up to my father's to watch the football, right? <clears throat> and I says, and it was about twenty ten. I says to my father, right, you a fat fancy putting away line on for the Rangers game? Put two pound and seven now, right? So I'm at right in the bar, so putting uh, two pound. I put in fifteen pound into my account, right? 
done his fucking bet and all that, right? And I thought, right, I've got £12 left in. So I, I looked at Borna Barisic to, to score first in 3 1, right? So I put the, the, the money in, right? And it was coming up fucking 13 grand, right? Oh, a classic grade old bet, man. Because you know, I always do the daft things. I, 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 you know, I'm always fanning about, right? So it goes to place bet, place bet, place bet. But the game kicked off. So it fucking cancelled it. So I'm biffing out, right? Trying to date in play. But for the life of me, I couldn't find the, the goal score, the kind of goal score a bit. And William you Hill can't, can that. You can't, you can't do a scorecast in right? play. See, I didn't know that. Oh, I fucking spent ages fucking trying to look it, right? Of course, as bad as you know, score first. So I'm fucking biffing out, biffing out, biffing out. I'm going, this can't be 3 1, dad. This can't be 3 1. 1 0, 2 0, 3 0. I'm going, please, Livingston, don't score. I'm fucking sick. I'm and out. There was no chance Livingston were going to score, mate. Uh, but they, they had a couple of chances no, at the end. Was there was no chance. chance Livingston were going to score, mate. No chance. So I'm fucking sick, right? Watch for fucker. And so I'm telling the fucking. I'm, so the, the day the radio, right? This cunt for the radio, uh, the, the bookies comes in to buy an advert. Some at him, I was going, Tell the story, and I says, "If I can see it free now, I'd have, I'd have probably cashed it free now." He says, "You're looking at seventy five percent there, seventy five percent of fucking thirteen hundred pound. What's that?" Right, well, you said it was thirteen grand. Right, seventy five percent of thirteen grand. You mean? Aye, aye. So what? So you've covered fucking eight or nine grand, right? All by missing us for fucking seconds. So I've been out all day, right? But see, as soon as this podcast starts. There's no way that could have been 13 that's grand. A bit, that's about nine and a half grand you'd have got there, Grado. Aye. Aye, but look, hold on now, right? I'm looking I'm looking at for Saturday, right? Borna Barisic for free one is 300 to one, right? If I put 12 in that, that's only coming up 3,600. So what odds was Barisic? There's no way. It definitely said 13 grand, but... Maybe, well, you've, put, maybe you've put 122 pound down or something by accident. And that's why it's not went through because you've not the money in your account. Oh, so I've been fucking out for nothing then? Aye, probably, mate. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, that makes me feel a hundred times better than I can go on with the show now. And, mate, you look like you've kind of just cleansed your soul, man. You look like you had to get it out. I'm it's sitting there all quiet because, mate, it's been fucking killing me all day. Anyway, the Rangers game last night played well. Boring, but we won. Actually, it's been, it was, it's boring. It was boring the other night and all, wasn't it? It was boring. <laughs> we played, played some good stuff, man. I no, I just mean, I just mean, once we'd, once we'd done our business, it's just, aye, I, aye. it's just, I watched, I watched it today and it's like, it's like Gerard said, it's when we went 3-0 up, it was dull, dull, aye, I know, boring, I know. boring, but we've still no hit, we've still no tap gear, I don't think we're playing amazing, we're just, we're doing the job and getting it. It's, good, I, to I just feel, it's good just to be playing. Aye. What about the highbies? Yeah, about they're them? looking good, man, they're looking good. Well, Christian, Christian Dodge is... He's fucking banging him in. Hibs look a formidable force, man, going forward. Uh, Horg- see Horgan, Nesbitt and <coughs> Deutsch. Deutsch, aye. <coughs> Fuck's sake, man. Listen, this happens every year. There's three games played. There's a team that plays well for the first six weeks and then it goes... Aye, it's usually Rangers, but Gredo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I say, good just to be playing. I'm enjoying watching my team. Fuck it's you. great, actually. I'm getting the floor. That was good last it's night. It's good to like, have games to look forward to, man, because it's been that long. 
I will think about how I feel I'm going to have about 15 in two days when we get back. You know what I mean? <laughs> a tournament one day. Fuck's sake. So on the show today, we welcome a man who made just shy of 500 appearances for Motherwell and is currently assistant manager there. It's Keith Lasley. And it's Chris's turn on the Legends Lottery. You give us any hints to who you've landed, Chris? Who have you got? No? Listen, it's fucking touch and go. I can't get a hodium and I'm not even lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm still. I, we sorted it all out last night, didn't we, John? We did. Right, and I can't get oh, a hold of him. Oh, 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 Hold on a minute. Right. What I done was I got got a hold of the guy, organised everything, and then I said, "Do you know how to use Zoom?" Right, and he went, "I'm not. I'm not 100." I says, "Listen, I'm going to get my producer to send you over an email with all the instructions and everything like that." John contacted John's him. Bigger, man, John's like a Cheshire cat. Can I get the snigger off his face? Right. Look. So it's not, it's not, I'm not doing a grade old, mate. I wouldn't do that to you. I've got right. too much respect for you. Okie doke, okie doke. And in tribute to Keith Lasley on a big question, we ask, what footballer does your maw fans say? After Chris's maw was a big fan of Keith. And there's another chance to win free beer in the pro set playoff. Now, with the transfer window open until October, it's time to get all the speculation as we turn to Football Daft's answer to Jim White. It's Chris Toll's rumour mill. Right, what Chris. is happening, Troops? What is happening? I'm excited. I'm excited. Aye, I mean, right. your track record's looking good, isn't it? <laughs> it's not, not bad. No uh, bad. There's been a few. Listen, there was uh, a few of them that came up last week. But I think we need to talk about Jason Holt. Aye, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was seen on big... Who was he? He was going to Bayern last week, wasn't he? Aye. David changed your heart at the last minute. Uh, well, Livingston came in and he decided that the shopping centre was better. <laughs> so he, he signed for Livy. <laughs> he signed for Livy. No, but there's a, there's a few this week and all, man. Um, right, so Shane Duffy's linked to Celtic this week. Uh, the Brighton defenders apparently set to hold talks with about a move um, after struggling to find a, play, a place under Graham Potter. Um, I think everybody in their granny knows we need a, a centre half or two. Um, brought in Selig Selig need dropped out and fucking drew back in again to be honest with you what about the fact that he might be able to keep Morelos because Leo are trying to sign Umar Sadiq I think that's <laughs> crazy well, who, the fuck, who the fuck is your scout and if <laughs> if Sadiq who by the way they're, they're saying it's possibly 12 million aye if Sadiq's worth 12 million, what the hell else is worth 125 million? Keep going, higher. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the next one that I've got here, it's Swiss Side St. Gallen of Arkeen on Rangers is Ross McCrory. Uh, we a cash offer now ready to be made, while Hibs have already had a 200,000 offer rejected. Now, I think it's better for him to stay in Scottish football, do you know? 100%. I mean, last season when Doherty went to Hibs, I thought. He played well. The fans took to him, Nora. I think a move to Hibs for McCrory would be a good move, maybe. Hearts, Connor, uh, Connor Washington, Zawi to Charlton. Um, yep. What about this one, right? St Myrna have made a loan bid for PSV Eindhoven striker Joel Pyro. They're they all trying to get Pyro as well for Selig. Aye, he's away, actually. He's away to Toulouse. Aye, aye, but St Myrna have been quite ambitious, haven't they? Uh, aye, but that's what I was saying, man. I don't know. I think they've maybe got a wee bit of money for somewhere. 
and they've got a good manager in there and all, and even though Rangers turned them over, I'm led to believe that it wasn't as cut and dried as it as it could have been. Um, the last one that I've got, this is uh, this one's this is going to blow your mind, man. Um, the, see the the Hibs goalie Marciano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's apparently in talks to move to Hearts, but listen, <laughs> you heard that one here first. Don't shoot the messenger, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, remember, if you've got any rumours or just want to get in touch with the show, get us on Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Troops, we had to use this one. But tell me. Right, so... Me and the missus were gone away for a wee overnight. Uh, Lockside Hotel, we bought a product placement from there, great hotel, beautiful right. staff, beautiful spa, lovely. But for that. we're going. Nicola's going to drop the veins. No, she wasn't. She was going to get her hair done. Thank fuck, she wasn't dropping the veins off. I was dropping the veins off. She's going to get her hair done. Came to a junction, guy in front of her, went to go, guy in front of her stopped. Nicola's looked, she's ready to go. Bang, went to the back of me. Easy done. Did that, guy, did that guy phone G4 claims? Because that was a not at fault claim for him. <laughs> <laughs> he should have phoned G4 claims. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about G4 claims, Stevie. Aye, so G4 claims, they sponsored this show. I think they're brilliant, don't they, boys? I think they're brilliant. We do, we do. We like oh, them. Oh, you think they're brilliant, don't you? I think they're fantastic. <laughs> so if you've been in a road traffic accident or you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with the complete accident management support you require. They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party, sort you for a like-for-like vehicle replacement, and they'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. And should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny. They charge the app for insurance direct. G4 claims don't cold call. They don't buy data. And once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So, if you've been in a road traffic accident or you know someone that has, get on to G4 claims on 01698. 767, Gredo's favourite aeroplane, 172, that's 01698, 767, 172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims. Not at fault claims. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. What happened to those players you used to love? That's what we try and find out. In this part of the show, each week one of the team is asked to find a former hero and they try and get them on the show and then you guys rate how good they were out of five. The top of the leaderboard, the top of the leaderboard is Stephen at 15.6. Chris is on second on 3.9. Well, myself, I'm on 3.7. But that score will change after we reveal what I got with Rob McLean. Roy was great, by the way. So, John... What's on the scoreboard tonight? Well, Chris actually scored 13.9, not 3.9. Stop trying to get yourself over, Grado. Eh? <laughs> so, uh, Rob McQueen went down really well with the listeners. They were all loving a bit of the Silver Fox. Surely uh, it was a high score, yeah. Don't you be fucking daft higher than Brian McPhee? No be Brian McPhee, but I think he's our second most popular guest on this feature. 4.1. 
for oh, Big Rob. That takes you up to 7.8, Grado. That's still too bad, isn't it? Is that still third then, aye? Still third, aye. You'll be third for a few weeks, mate. Aye. <laughs> well, I because I've been hearing about whispers. Chris, it's your, it's your time this week. It's that time of the week where we get our Legends Lottery. Nobody on the show yet has ever had any that's no showed, so this will be interesting. What are you talking about? Every every other week, somebody no shows. Anyway, what's your excuses? Right, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Right, he's fucking patching me. <laughs> right, we organised it all last night, didn't we, John? We did, Chris. We did. We organised it all last night, and you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask for a deference because I don't want a deference. I'm just going to take this one on the chin and tell you that my legend in my eyes is no longer a legend because oh. he's fucked me over. That's oh. how it gets, mate. That's how it gets, man. That's, I'm the same as you, man. See when Jimmy Langfield dinged me, I've, I've never wished him so much on success in his career. <laughs> <laughs> he's ever dinged me when I've tried to get him on, man. That's because everybody wants to hang about with fucking shell suit, Bob. I <laughs> know. Nobody wants to hang about with the wee fat midget half the fucking Scott squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was that? Have we got any name and shame? Aye, you, you know what? I'll name him. I'll name him. No, in fact, because I might be able to get him on, a, on another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mercenary bastard. Well, well done. Legend. Well done, He's not a legend in my eyes. But I'm not going to name and shame because I might get him on at another point. It's all right. I know, I know that he can't work Zoom, so the chances of him actually being able to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast are pretty remote. Do you know what? He's, he, seemed, he seemed like a good guy. I'm, I'm sure he is a good guy and I'm sure there's a reason why he's not got back to me because he was actually proactively contacting me at one point to get it all sorted. So maybe I'll get him on down the line, but I'm going to take this one on the chin and take the big fucking zero. So, Sorry, lads, I've not got a legend. That means I remain on 15.6 and I have a chance next week to extend my leak. This is like you've not played this week, and uh, I've, I've got a game next week. It's, par- it's running parallel with the actual fucking season. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, by the time you get your legend on, I could be like maybe fucking, I don't know, 11 points ahead of you or something. <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Who knows wins is back on Football Daft. The app that allows you to put your money where your mates are. If you don't know what it is, Who Knows Wins is a social sports game where mates, family and colleagues put their wits for real money. Of course, bragging rights as well. There's nothing better than getting one over your mates, isn't there? Uh, you can download the free app to play directly against your pals on your own, in your own custom league or join one of their existing competitions. Right, they'll send you live updates as the games go on and you can also get to wind up your mates in the group chat. Choose from football, rugby, horse racing, tennis, or combine any of the sports in your league. Make your predictions on the outcome of the chosen fixtures, and for every result you guess correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves that they're the top dog. Whether it's the cost of a round or something more substantial, choose your own entry fee, split the winner's purse as you see fit. Uh, but when it comes to the bragging rights, the winner takes all. So congrats to all our winners from last week as a £220 pot gets split up between eight players, none of them being us, actually. Uh, it makes a change because John is usually pretty fucking good at it, isn't he? 
I've, I've scooped about 100 quid through who knows wins in the last, like last season and I got about a, I won a tenner on the European games um, during the week there so it's definitely worth getting involved in Aye, nice, aye. One, nice one, mate. Um, so, get involved with our very own SPFL Football Daft League now. £5 entry and you can get to take on me, Stephen, Grado, John, with a winner taking all. Missing a major fixture this week, though. I wonder why that's... It's Missing a bit of a fixture. Um, I, I believe the Celtic and Aberdeen game has been called off. I'm not sure of the, the reasons behind it. But I think it's been called off. So this season, this week we've got, on the Saturday, we've got Hamilton Ackies versus St Mum. We've got Kelly v St Johnson. We've got Ross County v, v D United. We've got Hibs v Motherwell. And on the Sunday, we've got Levy v Rangers. So what do you reckon, lads? Uh, Hamilton uh, v St Mirren. I'm going for St Mirren. Draw. I'm going for um, St Mirren this game. St Mirren. It didn't look too bad against Rangers, to be honest with you. Next one's Kelly versus St Johnson. I've seen enough Please. with Kelly last week to say that they're going to do St. Johnson. However, that's if they play in the same manner as they played against Celtic, which uh, see when a team finds a system like that, why do they not play against everybody? I know they think St. Johnson are a worse team, but see if you sit in against them, then St. Johnson are going to come out and attack you and that leaves them with the with the options on the on going forward. So um I'm going to go for Kelly with that one. Kelly. I'm going to go kill. I think we Chris Buck's been in good form and all man has been getting amongst the goals. I'm going to I'm going to go with Kelly. He's scored in every game this season. Aye. Kelly, Kelly for me as well. I think that midfield two, Dickers and um, Power. Dickers and Power. Ross County v Eden D United. That's a tough one. That's two that are playing decent, man. Ross County have started. I like Kettlewell, the manager, man. I like the way he talks, the way he, he, he wants the team to play. Ross County looked like a totally different I yes. this season, man. I absolutely do. I agree. And I think Dundee United have started the season no bad as well. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go for Ross County just to edge that one. What about yourself, Gregor? Dundee United. Oh, con- conflicting views for the boys. What about you, John? Draw. I'm going to go with a draw as well. Um, and then the next one, this is a big one for this for the Saturday, I would say. Hibs v Motherwell at Easter Road. Um, I'm going to say, please forgive me, big handsome Keith, but I'm going to say Hibs comfortably. Bubble to bust, Motherwell. I was going to say that. I'm going to go for a shock as well. Motherwell have got to come good, man. They've got to get a result. And I don't. How long can Hibs keep doing this for, man? I'm going. I'm going to go Motherwell. Fuck off! How long can Hibs keep doing it? <laughs> Away you go, mate. Mate, well, mate like. No, your team, mate, we're quite into the season now, you know what I mean? We've been I know, but wait, so are Rangers, are Rangers going to fall flat in their arse and all then? Because they've had a decent start. <laughs> no. Wait, we're actually talking Hibs game first, but I get to the Rangers game. Yeah, there you go, you bastard. Wait, 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 sorry, mate. No, no, you go. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go with Motherwell. I just feel like they, they're due a result. Plus with big handsome key phone. So, lads, Sunday, Livingston versus Rangers, what's happening? I can see Rangers just keep going with the winning, man, honestly. I think we'll do it. It's a, it's a horrible game. It is. Big Dykes is going to be a... This is going to be the first proper test Barrigan's had in a Rangers jersey. Because Big Dykes is an absolute handful of a centre-half, man, honestly. But I think Rangers will edge it 2-1. 
Hadji needs to have a good game on us. I'm looking to see if he'll come into a game on Sunday. I think Rangers will drop points this week. Right, and it's not going to be down to Rangers not being the better team. That pitch is even worse than Kilmarnock's pitch. Right, and not everybody can play on it, but see, Livingston, they've got it down to a fine art, and it's always a difficult game, and going to Livy. So I think there's a good chance that Rangers could drop points. So I'm going to say, no, no. Oh, that'd be horrific, mate. I can't lie, that's giving me the fear. John? I reckon uh, Livingston are struggling. I think it's going to be an away win. Right, so listen, Trips, get involved in our league right now by downloading the app on the Google Play and the Apple App Store. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. As families reconnect, as shops reopen, as you begin to get out and about again, don't forget your mask. Face coverings are now mandatory in shops and supermarkets across Scotland. So make sure you order yours today from rightdose.co.uk. Right Dose is your personalised pharmacy delivered. And we've got face masks fit for all the family, ready for delivery in just one day. They're safe, light and comfortable from just £2 each or get six for £10 with free delivery. Order now at rightdose.co.uk. Right Dose, your personalised pharmacy delivered. It's now time to try and give away a case of Beer 52 once again as we play the Pro Set Playoff. Now, all you have to do is guess the player from the 91-92 Pro Set cards, which are in front of me. Um, from the description, you have to guess that quicker than either Chris, Gradle or Stephen to win. And playing today, it's Anne, who's a Rangers supporter. Welcome, Anne. 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 Thank you. Loving the backdrop, Anne. There's some smashing jerseys. Did you put them up for my, for my account? Aye. I did indeed, I did indeed. I don't know if you can make it out, but one of the shirts is a Washington Freedom shirt oh, um, Washington. from the, the, the Professional League in America. Nice. No, 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 no. I just bought the shirt. Well, hey, I thought you were going to kind of step halfway a big kind of story here about how you went out there as a young lassie and all that. And that, and that this that could have been the Legends lottery. So, Anne, thanks for coming on and playing. The rules are really simple. I'm going to read the description from the card. Uh, you've just got to guess who it is by buzzing in first, okay, when you know the answer. If you do buzz in, however, and get it wrong, we'll continue and you can't buzz back in, all right? Okay. The first to two that wins, all right? So what's going to be your buzzer, Anne? Just Anne. Just Anne. Nice and simple. Right, now I'm going to draw out and um, see what one of the boys are playing. Is there anyone you would like to play? Not particularly. I'll take right. any day. Right, okay. Let's draw out someone. How's your knowledge of the 91-92 season? Dodgy. Dodgy, right, okay. And I've just drawn out the name. And it's Grado. Yay! Oh, <laughs> just, just send me the beer now. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we oh, go. What's I'll give you a later, John. <laughs> You're shaking yourself, Steve. What's going to be your buzzer, Grado? Anne. No, you can't well, see that. <laughs> Good try, though. Right, what's your brother? Grado, Grado. Grado, okay then, right, fine. Right, here we go then. First of two wins. 
I'll shuffle the cards in front of me and we'll see who gets it. Right, here we go. First player, all right. This player spent six seasons with Dundee United before signing for Spurs in 1986. An immediate success for Spurs, he played in the 1987 FA Cup final. Early the following season, a then club record bid of 1.5 million from Rangers was too good for Spurs. Anne, Anne, I mean, Grado. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying, Anne? Duncan Ferguson. That's wrong, I'll continue. Is it, is it, is it Richard Goff? It is Richard yeah. Goff, Grado, 1-0. On to the next card, all right. This player spent nine seasons as a regular first-teamer with Celtic before a surprise move to the crack German club Borussia Dortmund. Ah, uh, Grado! Murdo McLeod. Murdo yeah. McLeod it is. 2-0. Hey, I've, I've done better than anybody else on this now, have I not? You have, Grado, well done. So sorry. Big Mardo. Big Mardo. You've got to do the dance, Anne. You've got to do the dance. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Anne. Um, well done. Made her. I was just glad I was the made a total arse of myself because I've been a Well, you did, because I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Anne, thank you very much for playing. That means it's a to be a rollover for next week so if you want to play get involved on our Twitter uh, you have to get onto Football Daft on Twitter winners have to be over 18 to stay in the UK remember Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer which is sourced from the greatest small batch breweries across the world and you can get free beer right now get a carry out for the weekend all you need to do is head to beer52.com forward slash daft and you can pick up a crate of beers for just 4 95 that's just to cover the postage so head there right now beer52.com forward slash daft the word beer, the numbers52.com, and get your first case of beer from us. Football Daft's Big Question. So this week's big question has been inspired by our guest, Keith Lasley. My ma fancied the fucking shorts off him, man. Seriously. <laughs> so we thought what we'd do is we'd ask you, what football does your ma fancy? Grads, <laughs> hey, so, who was it, your ma? It was Ali McCoy, your ma, wasn't it? My ma loved Alan McCoist. Loved Alan McCoist until he started managing Rangers. And then every time he'd come on the telly, he'd go, she'd go, Oh, Alan, you've lost your looks. Oh, look at the weight he's putting on. Look at that hair. And she loved Amaruso. Amaruso, she was daft on her. Listen, was, when Amaruso walks into a house, there's no other eye seat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a handsome guy, wasn't he? Aye. What about you, Stevie? You're not getting any. Glint in her eye runs by. She always fancied Loudrop, man. It was always really? Loudrop. Aye, aye, she liked Loudrop. Always Loudrop. I think she had a wee thing for Ali and all, but it was all Ali. Yeah. Has she ever oh. seen Scott Sinclair? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you fancy? Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> I'm not just saying it, man. Gerald. Aye. Great, all yours is Pierre, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've spoke to you about this. Aye, <laughs> him or Ronaldo, I like Ronaldo. <laughs> right, so moving on, moving on for our uh, kind of homoerotic chat there for a moment. <laughs> uh, we've got listener Chris that he says, my mum to this day still goes on about Joe Jordan. She said, I think for him for years, maybe to do with his name, is me and my brother fancied the other Jordan that played with footballs when we were younger. <laughs> I love that one, Joe Jordan. He doesn't, doesn't he jump out at you as a, a housewife's favourite, does he? Oh, no. And I quite he was fucking hard as nails. Right, the next one, we've got Bert. 
Mine says a thing for chubby footballers. So there's a guy who played one game for Rangers at Ibrox and was never seen again. <laughs> Missed my setup and then had the audacity to dive for a penalty. <laughs> Can anybody guess this guy's name? Is it is it Mr. G. Steveley? I, th- I think it is. He says, Grado could have been my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's brilliant. Maybe he is, son. <laughs> Oh. Muggy, baby, Next one we've got we've got Dean. <laughs> we grado. We grado. I keep laughing. <laughs> we Bert Stevely, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Aidan says James McFadden, and when we met him after the Philadelphia charity match at Celtic Park, she got very embarrassed because I told him. <laughs> Aye. That's what you do. Mama, I fancy you. Hey, did you know they had to your Magredo? I was Amaruso in the airport and fucking Amaruso went, Mama fancies you and Mama went, oh, Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's. Uh, Wayne's, but what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> the next one we've got, Natalie says, Loudrop was your dad and we weren't even allowed to tell my dad. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Kevin says, Paul Ritchie when he played for Breakin City, her and Manny used to go just to get a swat cheese, hairy pins. <laughs> Remember him? Oh, he was a very good looking guy, was he? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, he's, he's not the worst looking guy that's ever strapped up a yeah. pair of puppets. Look at what Big Jason said. Big Mexican. Yeah, I can see that. The big fin, man. The big fin. Next one we've got is Scott says, Super Ali and also Jose Mourinho. Red face central when Jose came on the screen. So he's more used to go off, off flustered when Big Jose came on. Uh, Darren says, Alan Ruff, he lived up the road for So she ended up, listen to this one, she ended up winching his brother Dougie instead. So the story goes. <laughs> um, John says, my mom fancied Arthur Boric. Every time Celtic would play, she would say, just look how handsome he is. You can imagine Moss saying that, couldn't you? Or look him. Uh, honestly, she, she, when Keith Lasley came on the telly, it was ridiculous. She'd stop cooking and all that. She'd stop hoovering or whatever she was doing. Oh, look at that. He's a handsome man. I know. <laughs> or you, or you, you should be sitting watching Rangers. She'd be like, oh, who's that? You'll be like, it's Jeremy Clement. Fucking big man. Uh, yeah. Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> Stevie Dodds. Handsome, but shit. <laughs> Jeremy Clement, remember? <laughs> right, uh, Claire says that, well, at first she said Kenny Delish. And I was like, really? Then she was like, no, I didn't mean him. Turns out she was talking about Alan Shearer. You <laughs> 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 get mixed up with Kenny Dal and Alan Shearer. Um, and Andrew, the last one on the list, says Ali McLeish. She's got pictures of him in a living room. She also hates Patsy Kensett just because the two of them went out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right, Troops, as you know, you can now get more content from Football Daft on our brand new Patreon service. Just in case you don't know what Patreon is. It is a subscription service that you sign up to not only to support the podcast, but also get us talking more shite. And that right, boys? Absolutely. The level of shite that we talk (laughs) on the Patreon is, you can't, it's it's after register. 
It's mental. Especially this week on Celtic Daft, the way Toll will be talking anyway. We have lots of stuff on there, man. But shout out to some of the guys that have joined in the last week. We've got Bobby Young, Brian Graham, Big Ben, Jamie Strachan, Claire Hudson, Martin McLeod, Chris Thompson, Alan Milligan, and David Hill, and many more. But here we go. We've set up three tiers from which you can choose from. Tier one is a fiver a month and is League One. On there, you will get early access to episodes an ad-free version, Patreon-only chat community, a full video version of the podcast. Don't worry, you'll still be able to get the interviews we do on YouTube, but for the full video version, you'll need to get signed up. Random bonus content included in there as well. And Tier 2 is £7.50 a month and is a championship. On that, you'll get everything from Tier 1 plus some brand new podcasts from us. We gave them away for free last week. And if you want to continue to listen to our brand new shows like Rangers Daft and Celtic Daft, you need to sign up for this tier. Basically, you're going to get eight extra podcasts a month from us. That's not bad, is it? I mean, you get Rangers Daft, Celtic Daft. Good stuff there, Ito, I Gredo. Aye. Rangers, Rangers Daft, I do feel a wee bit more comfortable, but I do I feel as if I need to watch the game like that. You know what I mean? Like a hawk. So, uh, you, you watch a game different, don't you? No, you do. Honestly. I'm sitting watching sports scene now, religiously, mm-hmm. watching it, getting all my info about all the other things. But it's just, I mean, we're professionals, aren't we, boys? You know what I mean? Right. Our podcast, you know what I mean? And we've got teammates as well each week. Each week's guest will talk about their teammates in a feature. We've just basically ripped off from Soccer AM. It's not Soccer FM, which John called it earlier on. This week, of course, you'll be able to hear Kevin Harper talk about his teammates. We've got the football daft outtakes also. They can check out some of the outtakes for the show, plus everything in previous tiers. And then we're on to tier three, which is our exclusive premiership tier, which is only available to 100 members. It's a tenner a month, and you'll get everything we've just mentioned. Plus, you'll get a free Football Daft t-shirt. You must be signed up for a minimum of four months. Plus, you can play myself or Chris at FIFA. must be on the PS4. I'm sure Grado will give you a game as well. <laughs> and the first chance to be a pundit on either Rangers or Celtic Daft. But if you don't support them, you get first dibs on Gear 52 Pro Set Playoff also. And we'll be adding more stuff to these tiers as the season progresses. But that's what we have to start. So if you fancy any of the above, get signed up now at patreon.com forward slash football daft. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and football daft, all one word. Get involved now as we would love to welcome you to the squad. Right, ladies and gentlemen, now let's introduce a man who played almost 500 games for Motherwell, scoring 23 goals, um, even appearing in the Champions League. He's now assistant manager at a club. It's the housewife's favourite and my boy's dreamboat, Keith Lasley. <laughs> Keith, thanks very much for coming on to the show, mate. I'm not even lying to you, my boy fancied the pants right off you, man. <laughs> Every time you'd come that on... That's the best introduction I've ever had, ever. There you go, mate, there you go. Anytime Marble were playing Celtic and you were there, she'd come on, she'd go, oh my God, what a handsome man. Every, every fucking time, mate, I couldn't get away from it. Got to the point where my dad was a wee bit worried, but anyway, they, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Um, I think she was in the minority, the Celtic fans, for my experience. I, well, it, would, it, would need, it would need be over the top for me to say you were a bit of a dirty bastard as a player, wouldn't you? <laughs> that was more like the response I used to get. <laughs> <laughs> so there's reasons for that. They, were, they probably hated you because uh, all their Moyes fancied you and all right enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not been the best start to the season for these, has it, mate? 
No, it has not, unfortunately. Fuck you, Tom, you put my way up there, then brought back the band. No, but listen, don't worry, this is what I'm doing. You bring them in with a wee bit of honey. Shine them up. Splash of vinegar, and then you give them a wee bit more honey at the end to bottle them back up, you know what I mean? Most nice favourite, or most fancy, you, Dreamboat. It's not the best start to the season, is it, Keith? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to say? Show you a big handsome bastard. What the fuck's happened at Ah, Bottle? Aye, that's what I want you to say. Just keep going. (laughs) <laughs> no, listen, it, it's no been. We can't get away from that. But um, funny, we, we played, we drew two each last night, and um, first point in the board. But it's probably, out of the three games, it's probably the poorest we've played in some ways, to be honest. The first two games, we actually felt as if we, we played all, all right up to a point uh, without putting the ball in the net, which we all know is, uh, is pretty important uh, to win a game of football. So, uh, aye, listen, it's, it's still early and we still got a good squad of boys. We just need to get that win, first win under the belt, uh, as you do every season. So, move on to Saturday, Tuffy, and Saturday night enough. Play Hibs and Saturday, who have started really well. Um, but let's, let's have a go, see what happens. It's like you say, mate. I mean, like, when you look at a team, you just get... Especially in the middle of the park, because we've got really, really good football players, good players, man. But and you've strengthened well, as haven't you? You've strengthened as well. So even on paper, you've probably got a better team this year than what you said last year. In my opinion, I'd say. I listen. I, I think I agree. I agree, but you need to do it there in the park. You know, I, I think. I think you know. We're happy with the squad. We think it's a, a, a squad of talent, but you know, I think if you've seen. Uh, you know, after last night, what we were disappointed by is you need, you need to do it on the pitch. You know, you kind of keep saying, uh, you know, people giving you a pat on the back for, for last season. Last season's gone. You know, this is this season and you need to earn the right again, you know. And, and um, no, we need to do that. We need to, it doesn't matter what your squad looks like on paper, it's, it's doing it out on the grass. So, no, we need to make sure we do it because this, this league, you know yourselves, there's fine, fine margins between the teams, you know what I mean? So, if you're not quite at it for whatever reason, you're going to get found out. So, Listen, we're going to Hibs and it's, again, either way, they, they've had a good start. We're still capable of going there and winning the game. So, you know, that's what we're going to be trying to do, obviously. Aye, Hibs have had a good start to the season. Um, but, Keith, the, w- would you make all this stuff about bowling goalie in, in the press this week? Have your players been well warned after this? Um, aye, is the short answer they have. Um, listen, that's, I mean, that's an unusual situation. Nah, I can't you know, don't I talk about other people's business, but I think Neil Lennon's said enough, you know, uh, in terms of his reaction to a strange, strange decision for the boy. Um, but listen, we've, we're trying to do everything possible. I mean, the club are going at great expense in terms of the testing and the protocols that we need to put in place. For a club, certainly our size, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not, you know, small money we're talking, you know, it's big money we're investing just to make sure everything's safe and everything's tested. So, you know, our players are no, you know, they, they know they, they can't jeopardise that because there's too much at stake. People's jobs at stake. I mean, if Scottish football was to talk, you know, shut down again for any reason, you know, clubs are out, especially real size, we're in trouble. You know, we are in big trouble, you know, and, and it's job losses. It's, it's you know, the, the sake of the club. So, your players know that, staff know that. And uh, it doesn't take much, as we've seen in the last week, for, for that button to get pressed, I don't think. Particularly now, we've had a what I would see is a kind of final warning almost for the first minister. So, I, you know, you need to, you need to tell them. And to be fair, our players have been, have been good. They've bought into it. And, you know, I think they're, they're behaving as best they can. The other night, Turnbull got on the score sheet. Scored a goal the other night. How good can this boy be? Uh, 
Very good. Very, very good. In, me, in my opinion, David, is in terms of young people coming through, certainly at your club, I mean, I can, I can only comment about your club. You, you get to see other, some other young players coming through. But certainly in terms of your club, he's the best young player that I've seen in terms of his potential, what level he can go to. And the reason that is, is he's, he is kind of probably one of the most un-Scottish Scottish young players that I've seen. And I mean that in the sense of the way he handles the ball under pressure. He's got a... You watch... You know, listen, I'm not going to start comparing them to Xavi and Iniesta, these guys right now. But what I mean is that sense of space, that sense of pressure that people run about you and keeping a calm head in that pressure. Uh, I think he's got that. And no many young players I see coming through have got that. You know, it's just knowing our psyche and knowing our Scottish psyche. And I think, to be fair, I think we're trying to change that in youth development now eh? um, to try and encourage that more. But David has got that just inbred in him. It's in him. You know, he's got that sixth sense of when he's under pressure, when he's not under pressure. Um, and as I say, the big thing, keeping a calm head under pressure, because most of the young boys, you know, it's that little bit of panic when somebody comes and tackles them. We are the best foreign players, particularly that I can remember playing against. They can almost fail you, you know, they wanted to stay beside them and then they could roll away for you and they could spin the ball around you and get it to the other side. It's, it's David, David's got a bit of that about him. And the other big thing about him is he's a midfielder that scores goals. There's just, you know, to have a central yeah. midfield player score, what did he score for us? 15 goals, I think he did last year or, or year before, whatever it was, 15. You know, that's, that's just unheard of for a, for a, for a Motherwell midfielder. I mean, I don't, when's the last Rangers or Celtic midfielder that scored 15 goals? You know, there can't be many of them. Um, you know, there's no many. So to do that at a club of our size is, you know, you need to have something different about you. And I think David's got that. So aye, he's, he's got the potential. He had that setback, obviously, with his, with his knee and stuff. But he's back. He's getting there now. And you can just see every game he's getting a bit stronger. So, listen, if he keeps working the way he is, he's got, he's got brilliant, great potential. Do you think it? Do you think it was a bit of a blessing in disguise that the the, the Celtic move fell through? Because if he hadn't have had that medical, he maybe wouldn't have realised the the extent of how damaged his knee was. And do you think that like going forward, he's going to look at look back on that not as a missed opportunity, but as something that spurred him on to then go on to the next level? You know, I think he's, he's he'll do well with another year at Motherwell at least. <laughs> I listen, it's always a kind of timing thing for young boys. We, listen, we ask what we want to do, that's what our club's there to do. It's part of the business plan. We want to bring these boys in, play, and then move them on. But as you say, the timing of that is crucial. Um, it might be, you might be right. It might, to me, was David ready? Could David play in Celtics team tomorrow? Aye, in my opinion, he could. You know, I think he's that good. Um, but, as you say, staying in here for getting over that injury and then coming back and playing their first team matches for Motherwell is going to be no bad thing for him. You know what I mean? He might, as you say, in, in hindsight, further down the line, you might be right. You might look back and think, that was the best thing that happened. As you say, identified the injury. You know, he could have went there and then, you know, ended up, ended up injured. So, when he does move, he's going to be fully fit, fully ready to go and go straight into somebody's first team, you know. So, uh, it might be. It might be a blessing, but he's... He's, he's good enough and I think we can see that now, you know, every training session, every game, he's, he's, he's getting back to, you know, where he was when he, before he left, uh, before the, you know, the... the Jackie's you know. far off. Far off, full fitness, can I, no, he's not, he's not far away, you can just tell he's been, I mean, he's been a long time, forget how long he was, I mean, with, with that, with the injury and then, obviously, Covid, add that, kind of three months on it, because he was just, see, before it happened, he was just getting back into the edge of the team, and then obviously all this happened. So that's another three months out of football. So if you take it in the entirety, you know, you're talking a good 
a good long, you know, months and months out of football. So, so it was always going to take him a bit of time. But he's getting there now. You can just tell every day, every day he's getting sharper. And even in the games, gets his goal last night. Great goal. You know, classic him makes that I, half yard I, I piece on the edge of the box and then whips it in the bottom corner, you know. So, so I say, there's just no many midfielders in Scotland that can do that. So um, he's, he is, he's getting there. I was going to ask you, how's your relationship like with Stephen Robinson? Is, it, is he a good friend? Aye, listen. A good friend. Uh, aye. Well, he's not my best friend. I'll put it that way. That's, that's my mate Stevie that lives down the road. But he's, he is, he is um, listen, he's somebody that can I took a chance on me. Obviously, he's still my, he's not a manager when I was playing. And he knew I was, listen, I was kind of coming to the end of my career playing stuff. And he must have seen something in me. I was, I was helping out with under-17s and under-20s by that point. And uh, to be fair, he gave me that, that opportunity to work alongside him. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm forever grateful. It's always one side of the game I've wanted to go into is, is coaching and, and managing, hopefully one day. But, um, so he's been brilliant for me. And I built a relationship. I, I wouldn't say we were close at the start, to be honest. Because, I, as I say, I was just a player playing under him. But I think the relationship's grown as, as the, you know, as the kind of last three years it is now have, have went on. So, um, no, I think we're, we're, we've built up a close relationship now. And he's a good manager. You know, I think, um, you know, you see now with the, with the jobs he's been linked to. And, and quite rightly, in my opinion, the job he's done at Motherwell. Um, he's a good manager. He's 100 mile an hour. He's, he wants to control, you know, he's, he, he's in control of everything. That's the way he likes it to be. But, you know, he's got it. He's, 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 um, he's, he's, you know, I get to see it at close quarters and certainly I'm learning a lot of him, like, you know, so, um, he's been good, he's been great for Motherwell and, as I say, he's been brilliant to me, so I, um, uh, enjoy working alongside him. So, after, you mean, were flying last season, he's had an amazing campaign, Motherwell. At the start of this season, what was, when you sat down, first day back training and all that, what was the, what's the aim for this season? It's hard to actually, don't want to, we finished third, you know, so we're not going to turn up and say, right, we want to finish second. That's not what it's about, you know, you, what, what we, you want to improve, but you want to do it in a realistic way. So, you know, we're going to start setting targets, we want to finish there, we want to finish there. What we want to do is keep doing what we've been doing, which is improving the players that we've got, you know, younger players, we've mentioned David and Alan Campbell and all these boys, keep improving these boys and just, you know, work the recruitment as well as we can, which I think we've done successfully in the whole, bringing hungry boys up for England. And just keep going. You know, we just keep going. It's not, it's not about, as I say, really setting outlandish targets in terms of league position and things. It's really just about improving every day. Because I think that's what's got us to where we've got to. That's what got us last season. It wasn't about getting ahead of ourselves. Aye. Just work hard, work with the young boys that you've got, try and improve them every day and see what it takes you. You know, and then... And then if we've got good staff, good coaches, good managers, as I mentioned, we, you know, and, and hungry boys, we feel that's good. The young hungry boys that want to be improved, you know, we feel as if it's a decent combination. So that's it. You know, it's it's an eighth magic formula. There's no, no, uh, you know, thing apart from hard work, good people, and, and go for it and see what it takes you. Getting into your playing career, who did you support growing up? Well, this is a weird one. Well, isn't it, isn't it? I can explain it. But I was an Everton fan growing up which is a bit strange, but my dad's a scouser. That's where the connection is. Right. So a lot of family connections down there. So, and if any of you are old enough to uh, remember Everton, were actually a pretty good team in the mid-80s, which when I was, I was 79, I was born. So I was six, seven, just getting into football. And Everton were the best team in England. So that coincided to 
you know, being down there with my dad a lot and whatever. So that that was the reason. Was that then a bit of time with Trevor Stephen and that? Trevor Stephen, Gary Stevens, uh, Peter Reid, Andy Gray, Gary Lineker, uh, Neville Southall. Tony Cotty. So, aye, what, oh, great, great team. Won the Cup Winners' Cup, won the League Championship two or three times. So, aye, they're not doing so well with you right enough, but aye. Back they, they've got a right good manager now. And next aye, season, I think he's a man, right? but unfortunately... I think he's going to need to spend another 400 million or whatever. Aye, aye. We seem to spend every summer and no get anywhere, uh, unfortunately. Aye. But um, I, I'm happy with Ancelotti. I think he, he could be the man. It's just, um, I, I think they're going to need to spend a, a small fortune to actually get anywhere. Right, so, so did, you always, did you always live up here or did you ever live down south? No, I was always up here, but any school holidays, Christmas, anything like that, I was always doing. My dad would always take us down there. Um, so, I, I was a bit of a black sheep in the family. My dad and my two brothers are actually all Liverpool fans. So, as you can imagine, I'm taking it a bit tight. And now they them actually winning the league for the first time in a while. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know why. I just decided to, I, I was on the side of the fence um, and uh, went to Everton games, as I say, when I was, was younger. So, I, that was me hooked. And I've got a wee boy now who I'm, I'm desperately trying to brainwash him into being an Everton fan, which is difficult when you've got... Man City and even Liverpool and Barca and all these teams, you know. So he gets he gets, gets that Everton strip every birthday, every Christmas, and it gets it gets put on him. That's it. You're, that's what you're wearing the day. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talk to the poor wee boy to, to become a fan, but I'm still working on that. How did how did you end up at Motherwell then? We bit, again a bit a weird one. I left school to be a spark. I've spoken about this before. I was a I was an apprentice electrician, served my time, and it was only really because Billy Davis, who became the Marble manager, kind of ninety nine time ninety eight, and he 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 actually trained my boys club at Glenfor Thistle one night a week, and uh, he just saw me there, and I was still I was doing my apprenticeship, and um, he just said, look. He knew he was getting a job in a couple of weeks' time. He knew he knew Harry Campman, was, who was the manager at the time, he was going to be getting sacked. I think he, he had a wee English, he, he must have got told, and he was getting a job. And he says, look, when I get a job, will you come up for a trial? And I was like, fine, happy days. And uh, no really thinking anything of it. Went up and played a couple of reserve games. Scored two goals. They must have thought they were signing a goal-scoring midfielder. They were sadly, <laughs> sadly mistaken. Uh, but... Scored two 30 yarders, I've never done anything I've done since, and that was it. They offered me a contract, but I, actually, I had to go and finish my trade test, so I went and done that. Managed to fail that the first time, that had to wait for a reset, hadn't earthed it properly, nearly killed myself. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I and then eventually served my time, and then went up and, and they offered me a deal. So, um, I, I, a bit of a strange way into football, and on the academy system for me, and it was uh, a bit of a different route, in, to be honest. Do you still day homers or do you day homers? No, because I'd probably kill myself, like I just said. I'd <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> probably wish the last again. No, no. Uh, but aye, aye, changing the light bulbs in the house, that's a, bit, that's a stretch now. So, see, when you, were play, when you broke through into the team, like you were playing with like Pat Nevin, Andy Gorham, John Spencer, and that. So, any players in particular that you remember when you broke through that helped you? Guide you through and all that and put an arm on you and stuff? Aye, loads to be honest. And actually, when I first went in, I felt so inadequate in that team. I was just a wee guy off a building site in Glasgow, walking into a dressing room with Andy Gorham, John Spencer, Pat Nevin, all the names he said there. And to be honest, they were brilliant. I mean, I know we're having a joke about Andy Gorham 
uh, earlier, no turning up for training, but <laughs> when he did turn up, he was brilliant. Not just on the part, but actually with the younger lads, see myself, Stevie Hamill, Paddy, Piero, um, all these boys, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Was, um, just in terms of, he would always stick up for us if we were on the team. It wasn't going so well, he'd always protect us. And that type of character, not just him, but we found, see with the older pros in the 80s, they tell you if you needed told, but yeah. what they would also do is they protect you when you need protected or they help you, give you advice or whatever it may be, just proper men, you know, just, and there's not as many about nowadays, but in that, you know, that was a, that was a proper dressing room and as I say, I was a bit overawed by it all, to be honest, when I first went in there, but guys like Andy Gorham and John Spencer were, were absolutely brilliant, you know, and it, to me, when I walked in there, it was, even on the training pitch, it was like, right, this is football at a different level to what I've been playing at, you know, this is, this is proper football. Aye. And um, aye, it was it was brilliant to see these guys up close to us. Did you know game it tight for that mullet, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know, do you know it was brilliant about that? I don't know if you remember, but he ended up signing for um, Man U. He Man U for Mullet, like, I don't think that's ever happened, ever. Yeah. Anyway, but he, he came in, and as you say, he had the big mullet. I don't think all his teeth were there. I wouldn't say it to face, but I think there was a few spaces. And, uh, <laughs> Listen, you like to be red wine or whatever uh, at the right time, rank time, maybe. Uh, but anyway, this man knew, uh, rumour came in, and I'm no kidding on, he, turned, he must have been a happening in the background, and he turned up the next day, the, the hair dude had all been trimmed, blonde, thingy, the teeth were done, I don't know where to get the teeth done overnight, but the teeth were done, <laughs> uh, anyway, he looked a bit too stone lighter, he was like, and I, I was like, what's happened to him, man? Uh, but... Brilliant, you know, and then that was him away to Man U. It was just unbelievable. It was just like that. But, um, <laughs> You're not done up to get the side for Man U. Honestly, that's what it was like. Uh, but it was, it was what a makeover it was. But, um, <laughs> but brilliant, I couldn't, I, know, I mean, I know I'm having a bit of a, a laugh about him now, but honestly, a guy I couldn't speak highly enough of, just a brilliant, brilliant guy, particularly as I say, with younger ones in the dressing room. Yeah, I just kind of get out of my head, man. Like, one day he's up the road and then Gorham turning up the next day, man. It's pure makeover. It goes into Old Trafford. Yeah, whoever done it from, it deserves a medal, by the way. Absolutely brilliant job. Brilliant. <laughs> so, like, see, when you were coming through with, like, Big Jig, like McCulloch and that, and McFadden, did, see, when you were playing with them, did you realise how good they boys were? Did you think they are going to like, have the careers they ended up having? I, I mean, I think eventually, I think at first you just think, right, I'm just playing football with my mates here. And you don't really think where everybody's going to get to, if you know what I mean. Aye, You're just aye. enjoying playing. Jig was probably just a wee bit ahead of me in terms of, like, years. He was a couple of years older, so he'd already kind of made his way into the first team. And you could always tell Jig was going to, he was the big kind of young thing in the team at that time. And he was already a couple of years ahead of us. So he was he was just in the verge already going when we were first still, still coming in. But the likes of Faddy and, and guys like that, Stephen Pearson, Stevie Hamill, who I think had a chance to, you know, a couple of times, very close to signing for Celtic at one point. Um, but all the guys that eventually moved, I think at first, you're just playing with your mates. You're not really, as I say, you're not really thinking about who's going to end up where and, and ah, he's got the potential to go this far or whatever. We, we didn't really think about that at the time. We're all just, you know, it came through being an administration for the club, so it wasn't a great time for the club as a whole. But what it did do was give all of us a chance in the team. It just gave all the young boys a chance to go and play football. And, and I don't think we really thought we would all get a chance at the same time like that. But ultimately, that's what administration done for Motherwell. And out of, a, out of a really tough time, which was, it was horrible, came, you know, 
but I've got a young boys that ended up obviously to then go on and, and, and make good careers for themselves. So out of that bad, there was a lot of good. But I, I mean, having said all that, eventually, once you have played a few games, you can start to tell, right, Faddy's a bit different, you know, a bit special. And you, know, you start to say, right, Stephen Pearson starts to make an empty cell. Stevie Hamill was just a constant. So you eventually start to tell, but right at the start, it was just, this is amazing. <laughs> we were getting to play football uh, for Motherwell, which was brilliant. See all of the players that you just mentioned there, with the exception of uh, Big McCock, they all came back as well. All of them came back to Motherwell and they were all back there at the same time again. So that that must have been like a mad reunion. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I Not quite a class of 92, no, but a class of <laughs> But uh, I, no, listen, it's something that's happened at the club and I think, listen, I can always speak from my own experience and I think probably the boys would probably be the same. Our experience or my experience at the club, I had a chance when I came, when I did come back, I had a chance to sign for Kilmarnock as well. But just when I heard Motherwell were interested again, it was just, I just, something about it, I just thought, it just felt right. I, I want to go back to Motherwell. You know, it's just a feeling about the place. You know, you get this cliched term of a family club and things like that. But mm. Motherwell is, it is, it is, it just feels, whether you want to call it classic family club or whatever, <laughs> there is a closeness to everybody in the building. The, the, you know, the office staff, the cleaners, the, the you know, everybody what's in the place. And I always felt that even from my first period when I was a young player. And going back, it was actually even stronger. I found it. I found it even even stronger. You know, a good place to work and and and, and play basically. So that that's what drew me back. And I think most of the boys are probably just an enjoyable place to go and play and play football. And um, I, I mean, there's not much too much more than that. I mean, it's 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 just been it's just been a great place for me personally, anyway. And I think probably most of the boys would back up on that. So how did you end up moving down south? Uh, that was a difficult one to be honest. In hindsight, it just never worked out for me to be honest, Gredo. But it was it was just I think people have got to remember, see when I was a young player, I think if you think about me being at Motherwell, it's my whole career, you think, uh, right, a well established Motherwell player, you know, I ended up being captain and da da da. But see at first when I before I went, I wasn't that established. I'd only played a few games. So see when the chance came to go to England, it wasn't as if see if the chance came to go maybe four or five years later and I'd really established myself in the team or I was a captain or I was I'd maybe I thought twice something like that but at that time I just thought a chance to go to England I, first of, my first reaction was I couldn't believe anybody wanted me to be honest <laughs> with you. I was like no I, I'm so saying that in a funny way I just thought I just thought I don't know I don't know if it was an inferiority complex that I spoke about before like just a boy who was off a building site the fact that a boy because Plymouth or, I went to Plymouth who had just been promoted into championship which was a brilliant league. It's like West Ham were in it, Leeds were in it. And at that time, so some massive clubs, and I'm thinking, the chance to go and play that. I just never thought I would get the chance to play in England at that level. And and ultimately, that was the thing that, that kind of tipped me over the edge, you know. Because Motherwell had offered me another contract. And again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But one, one, it never quite worked out for me. But one thing it did do, when I did come back two years later, even although it hadn't worked out, I felt... I did feel a better player when I come back, you know, for the, for the experience I had. So that's... that's I think you probably needed that. You probably needed that because if you didn't ever move down south, you maybe would have regretted it later in your life that you never got the chance to go down there. Aye. No, I would have. I would have. I know. No, you're, you're absolutely right, to be honest. And especially at that level. See if it was like a League 2 team or something like that, but there's a chance to play. I mean, Sunderland, I'm trying to think of the teams, but Sunderland, Leeds... 
Uh, and actually, Plymouth itself, although it's not a fashionable football club, it's not, and geographically, it's fucking miles away from anywhere, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. It's actually got quite a big catching area. I mean, your first game, I remember, we, we were getting 18,000, 20,000 fans there, you know what I mean? So it was actually, it was that, you know, some big, particularly when the big teams came, you know what I mean? It was a good atmosphere, brilliant league. Just, just never worked out, you know, in the end, which can happen in football. But, as I say... Ah, that's what I was going to say, mate, that broadshot shite. You're not from around these sports, are you? You've got to play the football, you come... Honestly. Keith, you're not from around these sports, are you? Ginsburg's pasties for breakfast every day. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, that was your sponsor, eh? That was your sponsor, wasn't it? Honestly. Aye, that was. That was as many a name as you could eat. That was your your win bonus. You could just (laughs) get one off a name. He's won a game, they just fired you on into a room. Right, batter in, lads. (laughs) Julio uh, living in against his paradise. Heard <laughs> <laughs> oh. that for a week. Uh, what was Bobby Williamson like, Keith? Um, good. Obviously, he was a guy that took me down. Um, believed in me to take me down. Listen, I think he, he probably made a mistake in hindsight. Again, he maybe took too many Scottish boys down. I don't know if you remember, but likes of myself, Stevie Crawford went down. Uh, Stephen Milne for Dundee went down, Lee Mako went down, so there's quite a few boys for up here, and I don't know, I, I think he maybe maybe took too many boys down with him, in, the, in hindsight, as I said, but no, it was great for me, him, Jerry McCabe, who's a good a character, he was his assistant, um, Cabe, who was brilliant, um, but again, for him, it never really worked out, I mean, he, he took over, Paul Sturrock was the manager there before him, and he'd actually oh, been the manager that brought him the promotions, and my underlying feeling is the fans never really took to Bobby. You know, it was almost as if he was taking Paul Sturrock. You know, Sturrock was a legend. Like, I mean, he's right. held in such high regard. You know? And it was almost right. as if Bobby was kind of, he was just taking his team and the fans never really took to him, to be honest. So I thought he was fighting an uphill battle for the start. But with me, it was brilliant. It was, it, me, it, it was brilliant. And it was really once he left, then Tony Pulis came in and, I was a bit too fit, too short for him, to be honest with you. You need to be a bit seven foot to get in one of his teams. So, <laughs> uh, and he did a step ladder to, to get in the team. But it, again, football, different managers like different things. And it just wasn't happening for me. So that was, I ended up, ended up moving on. See, see, Bobby, that tells you about the time Bobby Williamson turned on the Christmas lights and co-winning. And he, and he, came, in a big, he came in a big fucking Rolls Royce. <laughs> And he was going by like the Queen, he was going, he's doing all that, he's on, the fucking bye. Fucking going like that, as if he's on, it's probably. Okay, sorry, what would you say is the highlight of your Motherwell career? Oh, there's, there's, there's been a few, am I allowed a, am I allowed a couple? Um, bye bye. Many as you want, Keith. Right, I'll go right back to the start, back in the black and white days. My debut, uh, maybe my death is definitely one of them. My debut at Ibrooks, we get beat 2 0, but. I've only got a couple of shots, or a couple of shots that I really uh, keep. And one's my debut shot. We played Rangers at Ibrooks. Well, I mean, what a Rangers team playing against Barry Ferguson, Van Bronckhurst, Alberts, Claudio Reina, Tugai, uh, Arthur Newman, Michael Moles, you know, the list goes on. I mean, that playing football against a team, that team was like an education, you know. And for me, as I said at that point, getting to play against them was, was unbelievable, you know, just something I never thought would happen six months earlier or whatever. So that that game is a highlight. Just 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 to to, to make my debut against a team, you know, yeah, I just never thought I'd get a chance. So that's definitely one. And then after that, it's probably kind of latter in my career. You know, becoming captain was a big honour. Playing in Europe for 
Motherwell so many times is something that, again, never ever thought I'd get a chance to do. I think we ended up playing 24, 26 games in Europe over a kind of six, seven year period. Like an unbelievable play. You know, my first season as captain, we played against Panathinaikos, walking out in the Olympic Stadium in Athens as the captain of Motherwell and a Champions League qualifier. It was like, what is going on here? What universe is this? You know, so, um, so that that's one. And then um, uh, another one is probably it's probably a, a highlight and a low light is probably the Scottish Cup final. Scottish Cup final is one of the things where you can, uh, you do dream, it's one of the, right, you play a Scottish Cup final, Hamden, the fans, the, you know, just everything that goes with it, the build up to it. But what's not so good is you get there and you get, you get pumped 3-0 in the final, which isn't <laughs> in, in, in that dream that you have as a boy. But I, I actually just get into the Scottish Cup final as <laughs> a player is actually is actually a highlight as well. To be honest, something that I love. Uh, I love the um, love doing. Love love the occasion. It's not. Hey, it's not. Somebody's bloody was a spark. Sorry, thought on you go to. <laughs> when you're saying there, you got to the the Scottish Cup final. See when Mother will get to a cup final, the entire town manages to get a ticket for the game. Right. So see that expectation. You've got the full the full Motherwell. Watch, watching, hoping and praying that you manage to get this result, that must add on some amount of pressure. It must. Uh, I, I mean, it does, it, it does to a certain extent. I think, um, it was funny with the Scottish Cup, I actually felt more pressure in the semi-final. We played St Johnston in the semi-final and because we were almost expect, not expected to win that game, it's almost like a 50-50 game, plus you knew it was at stake, getting to a cup, Scottish Cup final, which, Quite frankly, you don't get the chance to do every year, you know, like a motherboard, you know, it doesn't happen that often, obviously. So when you do get a chance and a good chance like that, you know, against another club similar size in St. Johnston, um, I actually felt under more pressure then than we did when we got to the final. But I mean, the point you make is good in terms of, it is, I mean, literally the whole of Motherwell is in that stadium, I'm, I'm not far off it. And that brings its own pressure. But I think it probably depends who you're playing against. I mean, we play against Celtic in that final, yeah, you're feeling the pressure of being in it, but it's it's if you win it, it's probably seen as unexpected. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think you feel as if the fans are with you, totally with you. As I say, I actually felt more in the semi-final when it was like you were almost your fans were expecting you to get through, and you're like, I, I think that's probably actually a bit more pressurised situation than the than the final was. So do you have any plans to get any management? Obviously, you're the assistant management, assistant manager just now. But as there plans for later on in your career to go into being a manager yourself? Aye, there is, to be honest, I hope so. I mean, I'm not in any rush. I'm loving what I'm doing now. That's one thing I've learned, actually. I think with the community coaching, uh, I've heard so many kind of older coaches talking about it. When you come into it first, you're in a rush. You're like, right, I'll like, you know, get there as, as, as soon as I can, if you like. But I think once you're in it, you realise uh, what is in it, what it takes. And um, I'm just loving the role I'm in now, learning all the time. I've a very good manager at the moment, a good coaching staff around about us. And um, but ultimately, I you know ultimately one day, um, you when the time comes and the other unfortunate thing about football, you don't get to pick your your path. Uh, right. You know you don't get to pick your perfect path, which would be lovely. But it's kind of you just need to wait for the opportunity to arise or whatever it may be. But what you need to be is ready if, if the opportunity comes. But so I mean the answer is yes. When it's going to be and how that's going to manifest itself, I have no idea. But uh, that that you know that's the ambition one day. Well, Keith. Talking about knowledge in football and being a manager. Next up, every time we've got a guest on Football Daft, we do a quiz. You up for it? 
I'm up for it. I'm up for it. It's a 90-second football daft quiz we do every week, right? So, we want to put our guest football knowledge to the test. But before we continue, there's been a wee bit of controversy. Once again, the football daft VAR is out after producer John. You're joking. He's not going to Yeah, there was a bit of a problem with Kevin Harper last week. We thought Kevin Harper had went top of the leaderboard, but I went back and listened to it and I've clearly miscounted. So Kevin Harper only scored 13, so he's in joint second as opposed to going top of the leaderboard. Apologies, Ooh. Kevin. Right, so that means Mark Wilson is still top of the leaderboard with 14. Well, the good doctor, Kenny Joker, and Kevin Harper are just behind in second place with 13. Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle are then joint third in 12. Other selected scores include Jonathan Watson in nine. The polished guy with new teeth, Nora, Andy Gorham's on eight. <laughs> Bob Malcolm is on, is on six. Falkirk manager. He's got me if you ever see me again. <laughs> David McCracken is still the strongest man in football. He's at the bottom of the leaderboard holding it up with one point. So, Zendi, there you want to beat, obviously. You want to beat McCracken, don't you? You want to get more than one, Keith. But aye, that would be nice, aye. I'm, I'm just waiting for the kind of electrical section. That would be good. Is that what the quiz is about, aye? <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, do you know what? You never know if producer John the shite he down here. Do you know what I mean? You never know there might be. So, can you tell me which, which colour is earth and which colour is <laughs> Well, that's not a goat rag in my trade. So, are we re- you ready for it then, Keith? I'm ready for it. You're 90 seconds on the clock, producer John. Yes, I won't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. What country did Bowling Golly go to for 24 hours? Spain. On what date did the rest of the Scottish leagues kick off? October the 18th. Kemar Roof joined Rangers from which club? Anderlecht. When did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? 91. Who won promotion to the English Premiership and the Championship playoff? Fulham. What club's anthem is Marie Osmond's Paper Roses? Kilmarnock. Who plays their home games at Shieldfield Park? A broth. Who did you make your four, 400th Motherwell appearance against? Oh, no idea. Inverness. Aside from Dundee United, name the other Scottish League team with United in their name. Oh. Did, uh, yeah. Who did you play your Champions League game against? Panathinaikos. In which Dutch city do PSV play? Eindhoven. Who's the current manager of Dumbarton? Jim Duffy. What type of trees are on the Motherwell badge? Thur. Name one of the clubs relegated from the English Premiership. Uh, Bournemouth. What club are nicknamed the Staggies? Ross County. Who's Motherwell's record signing? Uh, John Spencer. Stenhouse Muir playing what league? League two. Who won last year's Ballon d'Or? Time! Oh, that was good, mate. Yeah, who won last year's Ballon d'Or? Because asked the question, so you've got to let you answer it, Keith. Uh, oh, Ronaldo? Ah, ah the other one! <laughs> Who is it? Right. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Producer John, count 
can you count it up? I want to make one sure I'm, I'm right here. I'm going to make sure, double check one answer just now because I don't want to fuck it up for Keith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The panic in his voice. I am really panicking because this, be, this is very close, right? Okay. Uh, let's go through your wrong answers, Keith. Home game at Shieldfield Park, Berwick Rangers. Oh. Uh, your 400 appearance from Motherwell was against Celtic, apparently. What is that? No idea. Um, you got the Ballon d'Or wrong, but you've went joint top of the leaderboard. Oh! Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's but, a Keith, I was, I was maybe listening to the podcast next week just to make sure. Make sure you've you only got one right or right. <laughs> There's every chance. Every chance. <laughs> well played, Keith. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Brilliant. Pleasure. Cheers. Yeah, my man. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Thanks for listening. Remember to sign up to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash football daft, where you'll get a full video version as only the interview is going up this week. Remember to leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stop laughing at me, pricks. You can get us on social at Twitter, <laughs> Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Just leaves us time to play out the show. I've been Chris Cole. <laughs> I've been Stephen Burton. I've been Greto. <laughs> I've been producer John. I've got a hell of a lot of editing to do tomorrow because of these two pricks. The Patreon's going to be worth it this, this fucking week, I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's a lot of outtakes, get on board, patreon.com forward slash football daft. We'll see you on Celtic daft and Rangers daft next week, we'll be back here on Friday. John, are we having a Celtic daft this week? Oh, okay, I'm talking about so right enough, aye. I'm <laughs> going to story, Big Brother story. But we could do oh, it. Oh, fuck. Listen, lads, my dinner's lit, man. I'll need to tell you it next oh. week. Let's do it on Celtic Daft because we've got fuck all else to talk about. Audio Frontier. <laughs>